Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Lukutim Aran Shir. I'm Shaya Sussman. This is our 43rd, believe it or not, guys, this is our 43rd Lukutim Aran Shir. Baruch Hashem. We've been Zoha to finish many topics inside lessons. So you can, word for word, what does Rabbi Nachman actually say? Uh, this year was started approximately two years ago. Good, good going, guys. We're doing good over here. It used to be in person, but since COVID, everyone knows. A, uh, you can find other shirim on the Kudas Tovas, Finding the Good, Our Inner Resilience. You can find on our SoundCloud. You could find about Seeing Through the Illusion of World, IA Lesson 12. And uh, the Seichel B'choldavar, our first class we ever gave on Lesson Aleph. Again, each one of these are series. There are about four, four or five classes on each one, reading inside, going through, explaining, absorbing what Rabbi Nachman actually says. So again, for if you're looking for more of them, you could see my SoundCloud, uh, Zat Nach Daily or Shia Sussman or Breslov.org has many of them, but not the original ones because those weren't on videos. So tonight we're going to be continuing in lesson 33, lesson Lamed Gimel, Mi'eisha Chafetz Chaim, who is the one who desires life? Uh, this is our third class in it. And we'll do a little recap from last week for those that are following, and then we'll jump right into this week. And of course... This is going to be the last class that we have before Purim, and this overlaps over here in Purim, as we spoke about more about Richas last week, and this week we're going to talk about our Parsha Zachor uh, connection, as this Parsha Zachor this week, it's, it's mamish directly related to everything we've been learning, so it's, it's, it's so unique learning Rabbi Nachman, because it's like, you know, as he said, we've mentioned this many times, but he said, all my, all my lessons are hakdamas, they're all introductions. So everything in every lesson applies, you know, and it's like this amazing, this amazing experience seeing the overlap between learning Rabbi Nachman's lessons, Be'in, inside how we've been learning them, and just seeing how it's so relevant, like everything he says seem to, seems to apply, and it's they're able to touch on the, the, the revelatory lens or pieces of consciousness that allows us to see life. So last week, uh, we were talking about the name of the series is Finding Balance because it has to do with restoring Shalom. And last week we talked about uh, on the theme of not distinguish between good and bad, which was one of the main themes of the lesson, non-duality. Uh, we talked about finding Hashem in a klipa, which covers over the good. If you conceptually picture something like that, the evil husk, a klipa, and finding the nugget of good within. Let me let this in. And then a... Uh, what we talk about, uh, finding the good that's surrounded by the bad, right? We spoke about that as we're going to continue talking about finding that, uh, finding the letters of Torah, that we learned that the entire Torah, the entire world was created with the letters of the Torah, with the letters that Hashem spoke. And therefore, the letters of Torah, there's, there's Torah that's Muslubash in creation, that's enclosed in even the darkest places of creation. We're going to learn more about that tonight. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Looking forward. <laughs> and uh, all this has to do, and tonight also we're going to learn about how ultimately this boils down to one or one point, which is Hashem loves us. So if you ever doubted Hashem loved us, if we had to take out the practical, practical advice here, is to know that Hashem loves us. And we're going to see, again, more about that tonight. And all this is in order to restore Shalom, which was our original point. Uh, one last comment before we jump in tonight, just a word of a little introduction to people who went lost. We, we, we're going to be using this word midos a lot. Uh, midos. How would, you, how would you translate midos? So it typically gets translated as character, right? You have to work on your midos, right? You learn musr to work on your midos. Uh, but over here, while yes, it does mean character, we're going to use that word more fluid tonight. We're going to use it uh, in a more an authoritative way uh, as the word modade, which means to measure. Like if you had a amida of liquid or something like that, that's called a amida, a measurement. Obviously, because say, uh, your amidos are the measure of a person of who you are. And given on your temperament, your balance, your amidos, that's going to be your, that's going to be your character trait. Uh, so I wanted to just give that as a as a little bit of the Hakdama tonight. And without any further ado, as always, we're going to jump in. Let me pull up the screen share. 
Okay, again, let me find where we're up to over here. So last week we learned letter Gimel, and now we're this week we're going to learn uh, letter Dalid and also letter Hey. Okay. I know we're just jumping in, but for those I've been following, good. For those, this is your first one. It's never too late. Vezeyadua, Shahatora Hainu Hamidos, the Torah, which is the Midos, because we said earlier that the Torah is Hashem's Midos, Hainu Hayamim, which are the days, Shorabahem Avaso Yisbarach Shemo, within all the days, with all the Midos, with all the traits, uh, resides within them God's love. Like the Zohar says, Yomam Hashem Chasto, that during the day, the daytime, Hashem commanded his chesed. Shaha chesed is kindness, hainu ha'ava, which is synonymous with love, as the Pasuk says, Kemoshikasuv, Avas Olam Avticha, the Alkain Meshachtich Chesed. Avas Olam Avticha with the eternal love. I have loved you, therefore I've drawn upon you chesed. So we see Rabbi Nachman is building that chesed, kindness, and love go hand in hand. Hainu, now this is the, the words of the Zohar, Yoma, the, I'm going to explain this. <clears throat> Yoma da'azel in kula yomen. It is the day that goes with all days. Hainu hamidos. That means the traits. So I'm just going to read that line in the Zohar again. It is the it is the day that goes with all dates, which means days, which is the attributes. Let's just explain a little bit over here. And this is this little rundown over here on this line is going to be essential to understanding what we're talking about tonight. So again, the line in the czar is hold on one second. Is Yoma, right? So we're saying this love is the Yoma da Azal in Kulo Yoman, is the day that goes with all the days, which is the attribute. So let's just explain what this means that it's the Midos, this love is the Midos, it's the, it's the day that goes with all the days. What exactly is this referring to? So we'll just give a quick rundown uh, a little bit in Kabbalistic terms. I'm not claiming to know Kabbalah, I'm just explaining what Rabbi Nachman says over here in the context of his lesson. That we know that there's there is something called the Mochin, which is the three higher spheros. Well, let's start even further back. There's 10 spheros, okay? The three higher spheros are Keter, Chachma, and Bina, Crown, uh, Chachma, loosely translated as wisdom, and Bina, loosely translated as uh, intuition, or so those three of Keter, Chachma, and Bina, which is also sometimes Keser gets removed, and we call it Chachma, and Bina, and Das, as in Chabad, right? Those three are called the mentalities. Those are called the Mochin, or let's call it the mind, right? Those are rooted in thought, uh, in something ethereal and metaphysical. Now we have the next set of Sviros are called the Midas. They're called the Zion Midos, right? Which is Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, right? And Malchus, Kingdom. Now Malchus has an interesting relationship with the Zion Midos, Kingship, but that's not gonna be for our discussion right now. What's important to know is, is that there's the three upper levels of, of the mind, of the Mochin, right? Which is Chachma, Bina, and Das. And then there's the Zion Midos, which are called attributes or Midos traits, which starts with chesed. This grouping is also commonly called the zeranpin. So you have the mochin and you have the zeranpin, which are just really, to make it simple, are referring to different sets of spheros, different groupings of spheros. So the top group is called the mochin, the mind. The bottom group is called the zeranpin or the midos, which are the traits, because all, all traits are obviously rooted in the mind, right? And then there's the malchus in the end, but we're just going to consider that right now as a uh, as part of the Zion Midos of Chesed, Bur, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, and Malchus. A, so the Zohar says over here something cool, okay? He says something cool, we, we kind of all know this. He's talking about the, the lower half, the Zion Midos, Chesed, Gura, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, and Malchus. So the Zohar says over here, I'm just reading this line, the Zohar explains that uh, 
that it's the day that goes with all the days. With this Hainu Hamidos. What this means is the Yoma, right? The day that goes with all the days, what this is referring to is this is referring to the trait of Chesed. Because the days are called Midos, because the Zion Spheros correspond to the seven days of the week. So the seven days of the week correspond to the attributes, right? The character traits, every there's a unique trait to every day. Every day corresponds to one of the Zion Svidas. And the day that goes with all the days is referring to the first day, the day of Chesed. <laughs> okay? So basically what that means is the Chesed, which is the first of the Zion Midos, is the first of the seven days of the week. This Chesed is intertwined with all the other Midos. This Chesed of it, like on Svirus HaOmer, we have Chesed Shebe Chesed, Chesed Shebe Gvura, Chesed Shebe Teferes, Chesed Shebe Netzach, Chesed Shebe Hod, right? So we have the attribute of kindness runs itself through everything. And in fact, we do say there's this kololus, uh, everything's interconnected like practical mathematics, right? You could find the sum total within the sum, right? Everything's incorporated with one another. But the point being over here as relevant to our lesson is that Hashem's chesed runs through all the midas. <laughs> so to say it simply, what Rabbi Nachman is saying is that Hashem's love, because chesed is synonymous with love, right? Hashem's love permeates the entire creation. That Hashem's love, which is embedded in the Torah, fills everything, right? Hashem's love is part of all the midas that Hashem has this amazing love, and that love could be found in every single day, right? This is what we've been saying the whole time, that on a good day, good. On a bad day, right? A, C, right? That there's good in every single day because Hashem created the world with chesed, with Hashem's amazing love for us. So we have the ability to connect to that love. Okay, with that little introduction over here, much more of this will make sense. Back inside. Ki amidos heim tzimtzumim le'elokuso. The midos, the traits, are constrictions of God. And this way, we're able to come to see Hashem through his midos. Like the Zohar says, begin the Tamudin lay. Hashem created the world in order for us to come and know Him. Keep below midosav without traits, without ef sharlahasigosa. It would be impossible to perceive God, right? If you didn't know Hashem was kind, you wouldn't. If Hashem didn't have the attribute of kindness, we would have nothing to be able to relate to. Almost umechamas ha'ava she'ahav es Yisrael, and because God loves the Jewish people. And because Hashem loves Am Yisrael, and He wanted us to connect to Him, and that we should love Him in this world, right? It's a large statement, right? That Hashem created the world because He loves us, and He loved for us to love Him back, right? In this physical world, Hilbish es elokuso bimidosa Torah. Hashem was mislavish his midos. Hashem enclothed himself. He filtrated himself kabayachal in the Torah. And this is all the different aspects of the mitzvahs we have. Kashem yisbarach shi erbedaito. Kas Hashem evaluated in his mind that he implanted in the mitzvahs the ability for us to perceive and come to perceptions of God. Through this right? that Hashem specifically was in his elokus and he implanted it in the mitzvahs for us to be able to connect to. So it comes out that the mitzvahs are doses of God, right? Every mitzvah is a dose of God that allows you to connect with him, right? So this is an incredible thing because Hashem loves us and Hashem loves 
the Jewish nation. And Hashem loves us and loves that we love him back, right? Because of that, Hashem was put his midos away that we could start perceiving God and seeing God in the world, right? And must lavish his midos in the mitzvahs. So when we do mitzvahs, Hashem put the exact dose of elokus inside, inside the mitzvahs. So I want to say this, this point over here, just to, again, to just flesh this out a little bit. What does it mean? He, he put his, the mitzvahs are little doses of elokus, right? So I once heard from a Rebbe of mine, uh, Rabbi Cherney in Sharyashiv. So he once told me, Rabbi Cherney, I once heard him say an amazing thing. He says that at the end of the Torah, it says Moshe put on a masveh, he put on a mask. So what does it mean he put on a mask? What does a mask do? So Rabbi Cherney explained that a mask, it reveals and it conceals. What does it do? Moshe's light, Moshe's face was filled with light, so no one was able to see him. So he put on this mask, this masveh, that concealed Moshe's light. But at the same time, because Moshe was wearing this mask, it now revealed that people were able to look at him. So a mask is something in this context, a masveh, it reveals and yet it conceals, right? It conceals the individual, but at the same time, it now reveals because you're able to look at that. So the word Rabbi Cherney explained masveh is very closely related to the word mitzvah, commandment, that every mitzvah, it reveals Hashem and it conceals Hashem exactly at the same time. Meaning to say, Hashem, if we can't, you can't look at God straight, you go blind in the eyes. You can't look at the sun, you have to wear sunglasses. So Hashem created the mitzvahs in such a way, it's, it's an incredible thing, right? That the mitzvahs are shava l'kol nefesh. Every individual has the ability to put tefillin on. Every individual has the ability to give tzedakah. And according to your level, that's exactly how much elokus, divinity, you'll receive from doing that mitzvah. Because the mitzvah is a masveh, it reveals and it conceals Hashem. As Rabbi Nachman is explaining over here, that Hashem was mitzamsim, his elokus, he constricted his elokus within the mitzvahs to allow us to be able to connect to him. So someone like the Arizal could do the mitzvahs, and like he said, he reached all his high levels from the Simcha Shel Mitzvah, from the happiness and the pleasure he enjoyed of being able to do the mitzvahs. And someone like a regular person like me who just puts tefillin on and okay, it's done with, right? That every mitzvah is the proper dose. And it's not like you go to a doctor, right? You take a prescription. So every individual needs to go into their, their mass, their weight, their this, their that. There's not a one size fits all thing when it comes to medicine. But when it comes to doing mitzvahs, Hashem created this one size fits all thing where every single person on their level is able to receive elokus because Hashem was mitzvah in the mitzvahs. So the mitzvahs are tzimtzumim, doses of God that allow every individual, no matter where they are, to connect to God from that place. Okay, hold on. Back to the screen share. Lemashal is going to explain. Lemashal. Shashir b'dayto mitzvah sefillin. Hashem said, Hashem envisioned, whatever that means, in his mind, to do the mitzvah of, of tefillin. Shem mitzvah hazos sarek lios kach. That's a mitzvah and tefillin. There's certain halachas of it. It needs to be a certain way. Hainu arba parshios v'arba batim need for parshios and for batim shel ork suvim. Uh, they need to be made out of leather and uretsuo shel or and straps. The tefillin himself had to be leather. Hatsvuna. Azai yizgale shalom. Oops, sorry. Went to the wrong page. Uretsuo shel or. That Hashem envisioned and imagined that uh, the tefillin should be a specific way. Right, that through this constriction, which came manifested itself as tefillin, through that you'll be able to connect to God. And that's why God uh, didn't command that the tefillin should be silver and gold. Because that's what Hashem decreed. Hashem said, if you want to connect with me, the tefillin need to be such a way. So now you're going to make the tefillin gold. You're going to make them uh, kesef. That's not what Hashem said. So you put on gold tefillin, you're not actually connecting to God. 
through the way that he had intended. Nimsa, uh, so it comes out, that through the love that God loves for, for us, Hashem enclosed his character, in the Torah. Nimsa, so it comes out in every trait, Yesham Ahava, in every attribute, in every trait, in every mitzvah, there is love. Because God loves himself with the Jewish people. Nimsa. Let's just say that again. God loves himself with the Jewish people, right? It's the whole Indian of Tefillin. What does Hashem say? What's written... Right? What, what's written in our tefillin? Shema Yisrael. Hashem is wonderful. What's And the Gemara says, what's written in Hashem's tefillin? We take pride in God, and Hashem wears tefillin and takes pride in us. That's the Kavanah tefillin, right? That Yisrael b'chayis pa'er. Hashem says, Yisrael, I glorify myself in you. As Rabbi Nachman explains, and we've learned in other places, even the lowest Jew, Hashem says, I you, Reb Yid, lowest Jew, I glorify myself in you. Hashem loves the Jewish nation and is mispar in us. And that's why we love Hashem back. Why we have a reciprocal relationship. And Hashem's, and we say, God, we love you. We're going to put tefillin. We're going to connect to you. We're going to wrap. We're going to put it on. Right, Kishem Hashem Nikra. The name of God is going to be is going to be weird wearing the name of God when we put tefillin on every morning, right? And what does Hashem say back, right? Mi ka'amcha Yisrael. And Hashem's tefillin it says, "Who is like the Jewish nation?" I always think when we say Aleinu, right? Uh, we say Aleinu l'shabeach ladonako. Right? It's on us to praise Hashem. So I always wonder, like, I, I think this almost every time I say Aleinu, right? Why is it on us, Aleinu? It's on us? There's so many people. Praise God in the world. Why is it on us? Why is it Aleinu? I think the answer is because if not the Jewish people, then who? <laughs> so it is Aleinu. Is it on us? Because Hashem wants our tefillin wearing. Hashem sees us and loves seeing us with Him. <laughs> right? Hashem wears me come so, so of course it's Aleinu L'Shabayach. Of course it's on us to praise God. Because if not us, then who? Hashem loves our tefillin. Hashem loves our mitzvahs. Hashem loves everything that we do. And when you see Hashem loves it, so now it's Aleinu. You bet. It's on me and you. And anyone hearing this and all the Jewish people to sing praise to Hashem. That was my own voice. Okay. Back to the screen share. Nimsen. Mi she mafshit esatorat melevushet klipos. So it comes out that whoever, whoever is able to extract the Torah from the klipas, like we learned last week, there's a Torah hidden in the negative, impeding negative forces. And the, the tzaddik and the one who subdues their yetzer is the one who's able to see the Torah that's hidden there. Then that person is close to peace. Right, the, like it says, like it says, a uh, all his paths are peace, peace, all the ways of peace. So it comes out that a person who subdues, he's you know, like learning Rebbe Nachman, like this jigsaw puzzle, like he's repeating, he's putting it together, he's saying this way, saying that way, right? So there are perceptions that we're meant to fall into. So he's saying again. That he's saying that a person who subdues the Yetzirah inside themselves, a person's able to subdue his Midos, have proper Midos. He's the one who's able to pull out the good from the Klipos. He's the one who's able to reveal Hashem's love in this world. And he's the one who's able to store balance in the creation. Right? So again, it's coming full circle over here. That the person who is able to... Uh, who subdues Yeser, the tzaddik, who's like we opened up with when we originally started two weeks ago, that the tzaddik, that through the tzaddik and the Torah, <laughs> a person's able to 
have perceptions of non-duality and not distinguish between good and bad, they're able to go to a place way beyond. Now this is gonna get great, okay? This is going to like, this is great stuff, okay. The Hatorah, you guys see where I am. The Hatorah Yesh Nebuchadnezzar. Now we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna we're gonna come back to all this. It's all gonna it's all gonna come full circle. The Torah Yesh Nebuchadnezzar. And the Torah has two. The Torah Yesh Nebuchadnezzar. And the Torah has two aspects to it. Bechinas Negle u Bechinas Nister. It has a revealed aspect to it and it has a hidden aspect to it. The nister has oraisa datika stima, the asida les galiela asid lavo. And the revealed part that we know, right? Those are the mitzvahs, right? But the hidden part is the Torah, the Torah's hanister, as Rabbi Nachman calls, oraisa datika stima, the asida les galiela asid lavo. It's the Torah of ancient days that will be revealed in the future. The az. But then when the Torah of Atika Stima, this ancient, this old Torah gets revealed, the Torah's Hanister, the Torah's Hapnimius, then Shalom is going to be totally revealed and exalted and be a wonder in this world. Kemosh like Yeshaya Hanavi famously said, right, what's going to live together, the wolf and lamb, not the restaurant in the city, Nemer in Gedi, and the panther is going to uh, be with the Gedi, uh, and there will not be any war on my entire mountain, right, because the world will be filled with the knowledge of God, like the waters that cover the earth. Because then all of a sudden, the Ahava Shebedas, we're going to come back to that last point, the Ahava Shebedas is going to be revealed. Now let's just recap what we said, right? Rabbi Nachman said, <clears throat> he said that there's two aspects of the Torah. There's the, there's the revealed aspect of the Torah, and then there's the hidden aspect of the Torah. The revealed aspect of the Torah, that's what we've been referring to on many levels. That's the tefillin, that's the mitzvahs, that's the text that we see in front of us. Those are the Hilchas Torah, but there's another aspect of the Torah. There's the Torah Panimius, there's the Torah Sanister, right? There's a Torah that's going to be revealed, the ancient wonders of the Torah, the Sikhs of the Torah, the Or HaGanos that was put away from the Sheshesh Yemei Bereshis from the six days of creation that Hashem hid for the Tzaddikim La'asad Lavo, the Sisrei Torah, the Torah Lezgalia La'asad Lavo, the Panimius Torah, the one of Atik Yamin, the one from such a high place that's Meluvash, the one that you can't extract, that Torah, the Torah that Ayin Rasa that no one's ever seen before, that Torah is going to be revealed La'asad Lavo and that's going to be the Shalom in the world. Because what's going to happen, right? What's going to happen? The polar opposites, the ger, the, the zevim keves, the lion normally eats the lamb, right? The things that are the most polar opposite from each other, even they're going to get along. And how are they going to get along? From revealing the Torah amongst the klipas, from revealing the Torah that's the Atika Stima, the Torah of ancient days, the Torah that's totally hidden off, where something looks like a stira, a contradiction, but in a person's mind, in a person's eyes, where Ra looks like it's totally contradicting bad, where the good, where the bad seems it's in total contradiction to good, right? When we reveal the Torah, the Esgalia La'asad Lavo, the hidden Pinimiasa Torah, right? Then there's going to be two, then there's going to be true Shalom. Then there's going to be Lo Yireyu Velo Yishchisu Vachol Har Kachidik, no more war, right? Kimlaretz Deyas Hashem, because the world is going to be filled with the knowledge of God, like the waters that cover the earth. Ki Aziz Galahas Ahava Shebedas, because then the Ava Shebedas, we're going to talk about that in the next paragraph. But then the Avishabadas, the love that's in the potential of the mind, is going to be revealed. So this is like, this is like an amazing thing, right? 
because the harmony in creation is going to be revealed by revealing the Nasev and Ishma, by revealing the hidden Torah, by revealing that nothing was separate from God. And this is Mala'ad's day as Hashem. The world is going to be filled with the knowledge of God. So let's just plug in something awesome that comes out of this, right? Let's, before we move on to the next paragraph, let's plug in it. This is great. This is like, this is like, Panimiya Torah, this is awesome, right? So what comes out, right? What were we saying in previous weeks? It's your first week, this is totally fine. You could get it too, right? What comes out? Uh, what comes out of this, right? It comes out that we were saying earlier, I believe, uh, I think it was two weeks ago in the first class, we were saying that we disti- distinguish between good and bad. We see the world in duality, in duality, vis-a-vis our experience of it, right? And when a person, they're able to subdue the rod, they're able to understand and say, ah, it's, you know, when a person's able to not split their experience, think in terms of black and white and understand that there's God here in this place, exactly amongst the klipos. When a person's able to find the good in everything and see that there's a revelation of shalom that's ultimately happening, that Shem's always guiding the world towards Geula, right? When a person's truly able to see that. So that experience, that situation they're in automatically vis-a-vis that person gets flipped to good. They no longer experience that situation as contradictory to God or contradictory to to good, right? They don't experience it as Ra, but vis-a-vis that person, there's an internal process of this subduing that we're referring to <coughs> and non-splitting their experience that allows a person to see that it's all one, that it's that it's there's non-duality in the world and there's a singular power behind creation. So Rabbi Nachman says, is that this is what's going to be La'asid Lava, right? That a person, the Torah stima, this closed Panemius HaTorah is going to be such a revelation of Panemius HaTorah that God is everywhere in the entire creation. And HaKol every single thing that God does is for good. What's that going to usher in? If it's all vis-a-vis the individual person, right? What's going to happen? A person is going to see be raised to a level of consciousness of Malala Aretz Deya Es Hashem. Every individual, us level, is going to experience God mind. Every person is going to have God mind where their perceptions, they're not going to be judging their thinking in such a way. And they're going to see that there's one power behind life. There always was one power behind life. And there always will be one power behind life. And therefore, the good behind the totality of our experience, thinking that there are multiple powers to our experience and there are multiple things that are separate from God, we're going to see once the panemius of the panemius of Torah gets revealed, we're going to see that there's only one experience behind our life and we're going to experience the world we're going to see the non-dual nature of our life always was right so this is an amazingly this is amazingly uh this is an amazingly profound thing that hashem loves us and hashem always loves us okay i don't know if you guys are excited about this as much as i am it's hard to it's hard to like you know if this is this is exciting to me. This is just very exciting to me because we split our experience of life and we're all going to be elevated to such a high level of consciousness that we're going to see our experience of life as one. So it comes out the more we see our experience of life as one now and we stop ex- treat we we stop treating our mind as if it's separate from God and our thinking that's separate from God. So we're able to have we're able to have be more gaulidic. And what also comes out of this again, before I move on to the next part over here, is that, is that I believe this is why there's such a revelation of Panemius Torah as we reach the end of days. Because the whole, one of the whole lessons of the Baal Shem Tov is when he went up to Shemaim and he had his revelation and he reached the Hegel of Mashiach, right? What did, the, what did he said? He said, Mashiach, when are you coming? And Mashiach, in the Hegel of Mashiach, they answered Baal Shem Tov, <coughs> They answered the Baal when your wellsprings go forth, and even a simple Jew is able to make Yehudim. 
that even a simple Jew is able to make one, that they're able to reveal the Panim Torah. And now in days, the revelation of Lakutim Aran, the revelation of Sifra Hapanimius, right? As we get closer to the end of days, as we get closer to the Geula, there needs to be more of a revelation of Panimius HaTorah, of Sisrei Torah, of revealing the depths of the Torah, as Rabbi Nachman calls it, You have to reveal the ancient old Torah to wake up people's neshamas, to show them there's only one experience behind life. You think it's bad, it's really good. You tell me it's bad, I'll tell you it's fine. <laughs> Right, and that's why there's such a thirst for Peninius Torah. There's such a there's such a thirst. There's such a uh, like Amos said, right, right. At the end of days, there's going to be a hunger. It will not be for bread. Lo, lo alalechem, lamayim. Right, dvar Hashem. People want to hear the Peninius Torah. They want to hear the Devar Hashem because as we get closer to Mashiach, it's only natural that there's begins to be more of a revelation of Sisrei Torah in preparing us for the Geula. Okay, we're gonna go more guys, we're gonna go more. I hope this is not wearing people down. We're gonna go more. Okay, now we're gonna say that there's two different types of love. We'll go through this paragraph a little bit more quicker. There's two different types of love. One is what he's calling love of days. It's gonna, uh, like we explained earlier, right? This is love in fruition. Yomam Yitzava Hashem Chasto, that the day, during the day, Hashem commands us chesed. Yoma Da'azil Im Kulo Yomen. It's the day that goes, it's a day that goes with all the other days, meaning Hashem's love. Shebechol Yom, Hainu Shebechol Midu Mida, with every day, with every trait, Yesham Avaso Shel Hashem Yisbarach Im Yisrael, Vezeh Shebepoa. In every trait and everything that happens, like we explained earlier, that in the Zion Midos, they're all, they all, the Chesed, Hashem's love is the first one that comes. So in fruition, when we live our daily lives, there's a good thing that happens in every day, and that's something that we experience. But you should know there's another type of love, a love and potential. This love and potential is the love that Hashem loved, the love between Hashem and the Jewish nation, prior to creation. When Klai Yisrael wasn't created in uh, <clears throat> fruition, it was only in potential, it was still in Hashem's mind. That love was even stronger. For example, parable. There is a type of love where a father loves a son. Right, that every single person, they're able to understand this type of love. If you have a child, you know, Right, it's something that we experience. It's love, shabiyamim. It's love that's in fruition, that's happening. The hiskashras and the connection in love, sheyesh ben habenu ben between a father, a son and father. Kishadayin haben b'moach haav kodem alada. When, but prior to the son being born into this world, when it's still implanted in the father's mind, ze hiskashras v'hava. That type of love is with is something that a person is a, unable to understand. It's with out of the realm of the individuals and experience to know how much they're going to love their son prior to them being born because it wasn't they weren't even born yet. Because the only thing that we really understand now is we understand things that are in actuality, things that are in fruition, things that are revealed. But the love that's in a person's mind, that's in potential, <clears throat> that's kinetic energy, that's beyond time, that's beyond days. Right? And it's not enclosed in anything. It's in total potential, right? You don't know how much you're going to love that child until it's born. It's out of your realm of experience. And therefore, it remains dormant. Only once that child is born, now that love starts to come to fruition. So it's impossible to imagine the type of love that you would have for a child if it's out of your realm of experience. However, in the future, 
that when the hidden Torah of ancient days is going to be revealed, <coughs> excuse me one second. When revealed the hidden Torah, then it's going to happen. What Chazal said, that Tzadikim are going to show with their fingers. This is our God that we hoped in Him. Hashem is going to remove his garments. And Hashem is going to reveal his knowledge, this idea of God mind, this, this high levels of consciousness and perceptions, like the waters that cover the earth. Then it will be revealed the love that it is in the mind. Which is in the hidden which is the divinity that resides within, within the Torah. Because now in days, this clothing, it, it conceals Hashem's elokus. It's the Panimius HaTorah. We're going to explain all this. I'm just reading it through, right? But when it gets revealed, the panemius, the internalities, the divinity, then shalom gets elevated in the world. Like it says, there no war my mountain. What does it mean that the, the world's been filled to das of Hashem? That love that was in potential, that kinetic love, it's going to be revealed. And that's what it means also, that the one day is going to be known to God. She is Gala, she is Gala Ava. Hashem's amazing and awesome love is going to be revealed. Hanikra Yom, that love is called day. On that day, on that love, on that day, Hashem is going to reveal his love. What does it mean, Hashem's love? It means the Torah that was already hidden. Like it says, Hashem saw the world was good. That Hashem saw the Pneumius HaTorah, that light, was good to be hidden. Because the light of that Torah, Hashem's, the light of the Oraganos, Hashem sure wasn't fitting. The Torah is called good. Like it says, So Hashem hid away the good, the Nikra or, and called it light. And the Torah is called light. We're just going through this part a little faster, then we'll explain. And you should also know, There are also hidden tzaddikim. That's not fitting that the world should know of these hidden tzaddikim. And the tzaddik is called good. Like the Pasuk says, say that the tzaddik is good. Benikra or, and they're also called or, Kemoshikasav or Zarula Tzadik, like it says, the light is implanted within the Tzadik. Ukishi is Gala Hatzadikim Hasvunim, when the hidden Tzadikim get revealed, Torah Hasvuna, and the hidden Torah gets revealed, Azai is Gala Shalom Rabba Olam. Then there's going to be an awesome harmony and balance within the world. The old opposites and contradicting forces are going to come together. Like it says, the lamb will, the wolf will lie with the lamb, the wolf and lamb. Because then will be revealed the love that was always in potential, which is called one day, this Love in the mind, which is not day and it's not night, it's non differentiation between good and bad. It's beyond time and it's beyond mythos. I know there was a mouthful, but let's explain. All right, what do we start with saying? We started with saying that there are three mochen, there's Chachma, Bina, and Das, and then there's the Zion Midos. Right now, we only truly experience, we live our life in the world of practicalities. We live our life in the day, in time. 
and there's no going beyond time, right? So the type of love that we experience in our kids or for our kids, that's something that we could all correlate to. That's something that takes place within the Zion Midos. It takes place within time. It takes place within something that's in our reach. It takes place, it's within our life experience. But yet there's a higher Madriga. There's something called Avashebedas, right? This, the, the love that a parent feels for their child prior to the child being born is something that a person can't relate to until that child is born. It's like I often hear parents, I have so much love for my other children. How am I going to love another child even more? And then that child's born and kakhava, an abundance of love strikes that individual and they wind up loving their child more. They find more love within them. That love, more love that they're finding within them, that's the avashebedas, the love that's that exists within the mind, but only in potential that's not revealed. This avashebedas corresponds to the three higher level mochen, right? The three mochen of perceptions, the three mochen of the mind of chachma and bina and das. And this is what it means now. That And this is what it means that la'asad lavo, Hashem is going to reveal the penimia satora. Hashem is going to reveal the Torah that was already beginning from the sheshashimei the days of creation, when Hashem hid the oraganos and Hashem hid the tzaddikim that didn't want to be revealed. So what's going to happen, la'asad lavo, Hashem is going to be mitgaleh, Reveal the hidden Panemiasa Torah of ancient days, right? Pri the Torah prior to creation, when Hashem hid it away. And that corresponds to the Chachma, Bina, and Das, the three higher level perceptions. And when Hashem reveals the three higher level perceptions, when that equals Melah Aretz Deas Hashem Kemayim then we're truly going to see. The Panemius HaTorah, we're not going to differentiate between good and bad, and we're going to feel Hashem's amazing love is going to reveal, and then there's going to be true shalom. Then there's going to be true harmony and true peace, because Hashem is revealing the higher faculties of the Torah, which is the Panemius HaTorah, and the higher faculties of Mochid, the higher levels of consciousness of Chachman, Bina, and Das, and show how even though in the Zion Midas, there's love through it, but there's also bad in it. Also, right? We experience it in time, and there's also Psoles, and there's Klippas that's surrounding it, and people could have Avas Nefulas, fall in love, and love for the wrong things. Yeah, it's rooted in love, it's rooted in holiness but it's surrounded by a klipa, and these are all things that they shouldn't do. But la'asad lava, Hashem is going to reveal the mochin in all its wonder. Hashem is going to reveal the mochin shel tefillin, right? Hashem is going to show that Hashem is going to reveal his amazing, amazing love and show that our entire life experience is totally, totally good. Something that we can't even be, it's going to be such a high level where the wolf and lamb are going to lie together. And there's going to be no contradiction in the creation at all. We're not going to see contradiction. We're not going to, we're not going to experience contradiction. So this is an amazing, amazing thing. And now we're going to take the last minute over here to give our Parsha Zachor, give our Parsha Zachor connection. It's Parsha Zachor, Mechias Amalek, right? We're talking about Mavatal and Klipas over here. So yeah, make the connection over here. Parsha Zachor, it says, what do we say? <coughs> we say, uh, and it shall be when Hashem will give you rest. From all your enemies, from around you, in your land, Asher Hashem Elokecha, no say that Hashem will give you nachlas larishta as an inheritance. Timcha ezecher amalek mitachas hashemayim lo tishkach. You should obliterate amalek. You should obliterate the memory of amalek mitachas hashemayim from underneath the heaven lo tishkach. Don't forget, <laughs> right? So to tie this together, what does this have to do with mechias amalek? Everything we've talking about, Rav Cook. Famously said, he says, you have to, how do you erase, uh, you have to erase Amalek mitachas hashemayim. Tachas hashemayim is always referenced to there's nothing new under the sun, right? As Kohelis famously said, Ein chadish, tachas there's nothing new under the sun. So Rav Kuk famously said, right, you have to eradicate Amalek mitachas hashemayim, but you have to go to a place higher above shemayim 
where there's no such thing Amalek doesn't even exist. You have to go to a place of Ahavashabidas. You have to go to a place of Mochen, of Pnimi Satora, of non differentiating between good and bad. You have to go Mial Hashemayim. Wiping out Amalek is only when we live our lives on the level of Mitachas Hashemayim. We're going to be raised to a, le- a level of Avashabidas, his Galas. Right in the Torah, there's going to be such a revelation of the Panemius Torah. There's going to be such a revelation that everything Hashem does, we're going to have a moon of mind. Every single person is going to have a moon of mind, but it's not going to be a belief, it's going to be a fact right in front of very own eyes. Over there, there's not even going to be a Malik. That itself is the eradication of a Malik because a Malik is Metachas Shemayim, and our avod is to go Me'ala Shemayim. There's no Ra, it doesn't exist at all. And it's completely obliterated, moving to a much, much deeper place of existence, much, much more holier place. Right, and that's, again, that's the, uh, that's the Mimagala, the Hester, as we spoke about last week, the Torah, that's Muslubash and the creation. And that's why Purim is such a day of love. Purim is such a day of love. Because on Purim was the day, this, that's the to- it's the revelation of the Torah, the Iskaliyei La'asid Lavo, that Tikastima. Right? Torah is the day of the revelation of Panimius HaTorah, why we all wear masks. We're talking about four, it conceals, it reveals, right? We all wear masks because it's the relation of the love, Hashem's amazing, amazing love. Even though we all bowed, Hashem still loves us. And Hashem still loves us and still loves us and still loves us. That's why La'asid Lavo, the only holiday that's going to be is Purim. Right, because Purim is the relation of Hashem's amazing, amazing love for us. The Ahavashabidas, the love that we haven't even that we've yet to know. And with that, everyone, I wish everyone uh, an amazing, amazing Basimcha Dikapuram, a Pneumius Dikapuram, a Happy Dikapuram, an Adal Yad Dikapuram, and going just moving to to a higher place and understanding that there's Ein Shumraba Olam Hakolitova Chavez. Chavez, Shkaya, Shkaya, Chavez, Shkaya. Thank you, Rabbi.